0: I. V. M. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to Shunya 1 episode 148. Uh, Myth, we are really counting these down. Uh, Getting close. Yeah, we have some very interesting guests lined up already.
2: But today's guest is really exciting as well. These guys are doing some amazing work.
1: Yes absolutely and Abhishek is someone uh, I've known for a while uh, Act Pratheep so he is also Pratheep mafia yes he is he is now of course building kutum which is a very very interesting new i would say new space uh, not yeah. too many folks have probably heard about what they what they've been building uh, or the fact that it's that potentially large uh, an opportunity.
2: I was amazed when I was hearing it, right? Because when I first heard about Kutum, and like, you know, I heard some stories about Kutum when we first joined Pratilipi, right? That this is coming and stuff like that. And the first things I heard were things like, this is, uh, it's like a Facebook groups for Indian uh, speaking, like, you know, Indian languages and stuff like that. Those are the first kinds of things that I heard about that. But then when we spoke to him, the kind of way that they're thinking about this is completely different and really, really interesting. Like, yeah. And mean, also the fact that it's going after actually a a massive, yet,
1: you know, or a massive organized sector, I would say. Yeah, like he's I, going I after registered right. groups. He's going after registered sort of organizations. I and know. India has so many of them. I had no idea. You know, me and you are probably not part of too many uh, or any for that matter. But yeah, I think strangely enough, a lot of people in the country are. So, yeah. so let's take a break and go talk to... Abhishek. Hey Abhishek, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Great, great, Shirat. yeah
1: Good to see you after uh, quite a few years. You know, I remember catching up with you uh, in the Pradidifi offices. Yes. Way back. Yes. Seems like eons ago, I'm sure. Uh, but it was probably what, couple of years? Yeah, I think two, two and a half years back we met. Exactly, exactly. Well, I I guess at the time, of course, we were, uh, you know, I was meeting you as Pratiz and you were, you know, uh, talking, uh, I remember very passionately about the product and how uh, you care about all aspects of product. Uh, I remember there was a very interesting chat we had then.
2: It sounds like it was contentious. Was it a contentious chat? It sounds like it was contentious based on what the way, the way <laughs> you both were talking about it. Well,
1: <laughs> well, I think it was a very passionate conversation about how analytics should yeah, be yeah. Uh, of product analytics, especially. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, it was it was a fun chat. No, I think it was definitely engaging, and uh, it was more a feedback conversation from Abhishek. So that's what the background was. Also, I want to know, just after that, probably is when your journey as an entrepreneur with Kutum also started. So, uh, And you are one of the Pratilipi mafia, uh, as <laughs> as we have been hearing that phrase a bit. Tell us about that, how you met your co-founders and exactly what what happened from your transition from Pratilipi to Kutum. Yeah.
0: So I I think uh, the root cause of Pratilipi Mafia was a hackathon, which was organized by Pratilipi. Mm -hmm. And we were basically divided into teams. So there were about, I think, six teams participating in that hackathon. And we had to come up with an idea Mm -hmm. and implement at least the technology part of it and show it to the Mm -hmm. judges who were there at that time. So obviously, our current idea is entirely different from the idea that we picked up at hackathon. uh, mm-hmm. Animal's idea is exactly the same as they were at the hackathon. But yes. the seed yes. was the same. Like, why not build a company? So that feeling actually came after the hackathon. Like, it's it's quite doable and it's quite, we could see it happening. Uh, and obviously, there was a lot of mm-hmm. encouragement from my CEO or my manager, who is Ranjit. So he said, why, why don't you yeah. persuade whatever you want to do? So we basically started off mm-hmm. as a side project. And while Mm -hmm. we were at Pratilipi and we didn't know what idea to pursue, it was like we wanted to build something really big and especially for India first audience, especially for Bharat first audience, the audience that Pratilipi was catering to. So we tried running ads around multiple ideas and this one idea came out distinctively well. Can we create Mm -hmm. a community platform where people from uh, tier two, tier three, tier four Uh, cities can jam according to their interests and at that time Mm. uh, we could particularly see this coming up well as uh, throughout the world and discord was a new concept in there where uh, you can create a community and people are uh, getting into those communities and chatting about what and what not so when we discussed about this idea with Ranjit so he was very I think he was he he gave us that confidence that this is a great idea, which can be massively big. and I think I mm-hmm. think that created a confidence in us, like why not at least try it? So that was a time when we just created a beta app, launched it on Play Store, saw some traction, great engagement, and then we basically jumped full fledged into
1: it. Awesome. And this is when again, you're uh, you know you obviously have your co-founders as well uh, who jumped on board this with you. Uh, was this, uh, personally, if I ask you, right, was this always a plan that you wanted to sort of start your own company, jump into uh, entrepreneurship? You've done stuff like this before as well. So what What about the rest of the team? Like how, I'm asking because you guys are one of these few stories where you you just mentioned, right? Uh, Yaranjeet and the team at Pratulipi even encouraged you to sort of take this journey and, uh, you know, find something and then expand on it instead of while you were at another very high growth company. Correct. So, what was uh, was that always part of, let's say, your plan that you know you wanted to do something of your Absol- own after absolutely, this? Or, absolutely, and what about everyone else's? So, plan? I, I
0: think entrepreneurship was always there at the back of my mind. Uh, it used to come yeah. uh, at the forefront in some waves, uh, but this got to forefront after hackathon, and because of Ranjit as a mentor mm-hmm. slash CEO slash manager, he also. Basically helped me pursue that. So, so that gave the fire to that being in the forefront about the team. So, team was very excited, like because they they could see some mm-hmm. traction and some engagement around this idea. So they could see that mm-hmm. yes, something is happening and something big could happen. So they joined uh, with me. Obviously, everyone took his own time. Maybe Naveen joined mm-hmm. after a couple of months. Mohit joined after a couple of months after Naveen joined, but. Everyone took his own time to see what is working or what is not working. But finally, everyone was on with the idea.
1: Wow. And like, again, uh, kudos to Ranjit that he allowed so much of his team to leave uh, in a, from a company in Bangalore, no less. So it's rare as as well as encouraging, right? He believes in long-term games so much. Like, I do
0: believe in that. But to execute it is very difficult. But he believes it in and executes it as Excellent. well. So, He he's like, even if your company does not work out, you may end up joining Pratilipi again. That will work for me better. Or even if your company works out, I'll end up hiring much more folks because of the branding that I'm getting. So the long-term game, definitely Pratilipi.
2: No, I think you're right. I think that's a big part of how he thinks about things specifically, right? The idea that uh, just do the right thing and things are going to basically, people will recognize that and realize that, Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's, uh, it's been uh, really instructive for us as well. I guess we should let people kind of just at least like make a, this, that uh, IBM is owned by Pratirupia. the We should just kind of like, you know, do a quote unquote disclaimer or all of
1: that. All of this plugging and the praise of Ranjit is very genuine. It's not like he has forced us to say all of this uh, on absolutely, this show. <laughs> just absolutely. because we are I, part of the group. I can testify. So. It.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. But, this is uh, the reason I asked is because again, you know, we talk, we meet a lot of founders uh, and their stories. Uh, very few of them have this sort of an origin story where, you know, you were encouraged and incubated almost Correct. in a already high growth. I would say not a full fledged company yet, right? Even Satyajit itself is a startup. You hear this happening in a Google or a Microsoft or somewhere Correct. else, but very rarely in or even a Flipkart for that matter or a right. I don't know, Zomatop ATM, there are mafias. But I think uh, it's good to see that it's happening even in a fast-growing, yet-to-sort-of-peak uh, uh, company. Right. Uh, so that's that's great. But coming, coming back to, you know, Kudum, what you guys built, like that, hackathon idea to in variations to what it is today. Tell us how that journey has been and a little bit more about your sort of unique take on the product. And
2: also just like, yeah, what is the product, right? Like, I mean, like, I think that, you know, just kind of giving that to people as well, the idea that what are you seeing it as? What's its utility? Who are Who's using it and why they're using it?
0: Right, right. So let me first uh, take this question. What is Kutum and who is the TG that we are catering to? So Kutum is essentially a communities platform. Uh simply put, anyone can create a community, anyone can join a community at Kutum. But what's so special about it, it's it's built for organizations. So if there is a example, an organization like Teachers of Bihar. So it's it's a well hierarchical organization, structural organization, mm-hmm. which exists, and there are about three lakh people inside that organization. So so we basically go to the president of that organization and say that key. If you are running your community on WhatsApp, you have to run multiple WhatsApp groups. The chat interface is not appropriate because anyone can plug in any chat and then it becomes a spam after some time. So why don't you use a forum kind of a structure where you could bring all your WhatsApp groups into one single group? And plus, there are obviously three or four more features for which they decide to move on from WhatsApp to Kutum. But this is the main pitch that we give it to organization head slash presidents, and they onboard they get onboarded to Kutum. So this is the main PG we are catering to, which is organizations which have at least 500 to 1,000 people.
1: Structured organizations, Correct. like structured groups, not, not just your family WhatsApp groups. Yes. You meant legit legit, legit
0: structured organizations, which may or may not be, but mostly registered with even government of India as an organization.
1: And is that the only way to exist on Kutum? Or is are you, have you allowed sort of... Open groups as well. So that works as a growth strategy for us. We wanted, so
0: community is a very interest-based group, right? So we wanted uh, people with very high aligned interest. So something like a formalized organization Mm. is such a high identity to me that it becomes a very high aligned interest. So we wanted to onboard them first and then basically increase the size of the concentric circles. So we are currently only catering to organizations and then we'll open up the platform for anyone and whoever who wants to create a community.
2: What was the need that uh, organizations were lacking or what was lacking that Kutum kind of helps them with, right? I mean, like I get WhatsApp messaging and stuff like that uh, and kind of try and take away messaging. But I think that there's more to it than that that you guys are offering, right? Can you speak to that a little bit maybe? So
0: so mainly four things. Uh, One is obviously the size of the community. So if number of members are greater than 500 people, it's difficult to manage three or four WhatsApp groups. Uh, Second is the UI UX. So they would want to move from a chat to a forum-based interface. Third is the monetary incentive. So they have enabled online membership fees, which they used to take offline or via phone pay or Google pay. So that that process was very inefficient. Now it has become efficient on Kutum because it's just a one click away for them. And fourth is the iCard. So they can have a digital iCard on Kotum, which will be given to all their members instantly instead of basically printing an iCard and then couriering it them to their members.
2: Can you speak a little bit about the feed aspect? Because I thought that to me was one of the more interesting things I saw on the website. F- feed as in the, the UIU the, 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 the forum the, structure. Yeah, the feed, the, the feed, the forum structure, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so what used to happen on WhatsApp is let's say admin used to give a message which you which is supposed to go to every member, and then people are used basically supposed to discuss on that message on WhatsApp. Uh, there has there, since there is no threading, it used to be so spammy in between that to search or to look for messages, I had to scroll up uh, a lot, and it used to basically be very mm-hmm. disorganized. What happens in a forum structure that, first of all, threading happens. So let's say if admin has written something where people has to discuss or members has to discuss, it all goes in comments. And then there is reply on comment. So there's a double threading on, on top of the post. If you have to search or you have to go back to some thread that you were looking for, it's much easier on Koto. So it's if you want to imagine mm-hmm. it's something like Slack, but for these organizations, it's difficult for yeah. them to understand the Slack, UX, but it's easier to understand Kutum's
1: UI UX. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like Slack with threads, yeah. but obviously more to it than just just Correct. messaging. Correct. And again, if I can ask, you must have looked at the score, let's say, you know, the spectrum of products out there for accomplishing these sort of use cases, right? Slack, like you mentioned, is, a, you know, very corporate, very company, team-oriented product. Discord you mentioned was sort of coming up, but again, it started in gaming. It still yes. is very sort of gaming centric. Is it? Was there a reason why you chose to build this uh, in a particular way? When, what like it's a very VC question. Like, what was the addressable market you saw? Like, did you do some sort of math around it, saying you know this is the big enough section which is unaddressed, you know, to go after?
0: So we saw that there are about three point five million NGOs which are registered uh, in India with the government and i think only about wow. 10 to 15% okay. of ngos register themselves so we saw that there are huge number of organizations which need a product to effectively mm. communicate with their members and it took us at least 6 to 8 mm. months just to digest the fact that whatsapp groups is not working for them because so what i believe is social networks are built on just one nuance so it's difficult to describe why why clubhouse is built or why Clubhouse is uh, growing. If if one can say that audio, hmm. one can do in YouTube also. Just just switch off the video and one can do audio live streaming. But I think just that one nuance is enough to build a new social network. So for us, uh, yeah. just this converting messages to forums, having all the members inside one community was enough to provide that Delta 4 value prop to these organizations. That why don't you uh, come from WhatsApp to Kuto? It's exactly like how, how these tech companies have come from WhatsApp to Slack. Uh, these organizations are coming from, yeah. from WhatsApp to kutu
1: Very interesting point you made there, uh, you know, Abhishek, like, uh, that one nuance for a social network. Is this like an established understanding of how social groups form or uh, how like, digital experiences, social digital experiences generally happen? Did you, again, I'm asking for that inspiration or for, was it more data driven or was it more hunch driven and iterative versus, you know, like wide gaping opportunity which no one was jumping? Yeah, I
0: I think it was 95% hunch driven and then iterating on how is it working? What is it working? Can we double down on something and not? But I was very clear and so I keep following Andrew Chen and most of the A16Z partners and I like them because uh, they're really good at uh, predicting or uh, investing nice. in social products, so I could see their thesis on TikTok. Let's say that just just a short form video, which could have been done on YouTube, mm-hmm. but there's a new platform altogether that has uh, massed billion users. Yeah, uh, similarly for Twitter, like mm-hmm. it's just a short form content, like two eighty words, but it has amassed uh, more than a billion users. So some mm-hmm. nuance or some format on top of which a social network a new social network can be built, was deep inside me already. It's just that we had to try and iterate and see if it is working. If it is working, we double down on it.
1: Amazing. And what were the first few sort of feedback that you got from, let's say, your communities, right? Where people who you convinced to join. And again, this is a Bharat product, as you said. So how were you able to do your seeding? Uh, Like, again, you guys are in Bangalore. Largest communities are probably around you, but it's it's more diverse. It's more deeper than that. Year two, three, four, maybe. What was the early experience of getting the first few customers, or rather, uh, the you know users like? So
0: initial, I think initial ten admins slash communities were difficult to crack because. Uh, we first searched for such WhatsApp groups, which are multiple in number run by the same admin. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to contact him. And then we tried to pitch what Kutumb is. And they said, nah, let's leave it. But then again yeah. and again and again and again, we f- could finally found this uh, 10 admins. And then they basically started gathering members into their communities. <clears throat> so, so we got about 10 communities and about 5,000 members overall. And then the viral loop wow. started. So these members who came inside the community also had their own communities. So they said, why, why can't I create I So we started getting emails that I also want mm-hmm. to create a community. And so that's where the whole journey started. And we went from about 10 to currently now about 20,000 communities. And from five 5,000 members to about 15 million members now.
1: Wow. And these are all registered users yes. in a yes. way, right? So when you say... 15 million people, uh, it's very different from some other company saying, we have 15 million customers. These are registered users who are identified people who are in some or the other community for a purpose. Absolutely. So it's very sticky audience. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right? E- even more so, I would say, than a V2C sort of social network or like a, like an open social network, like WhatsApp or right. something else, right? right? Because this is not just a user of the tool, but you're also, a, you, you are a, defined user of some community or a member of some community. So you're there for a purpose. Exactly. So you basically attach your identity
0: to that community and that is why you are very, very, very sticky. It's like, it's again, it's exactly like Slack. So if there is a Slack for uh, Kutum as a company, yeah. so I would not leave it because I am working in Kutum. Yeah, as long as yeah, It's exactly right. Like. So we have a group of with Karamchari, which is the electrician workers, they would not leave it because their work is that.
2: So uh, it's where they get it's where they find out about things they need to know. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's actually really powerful from that wow. side. So it's, it's official Yeah.
1: And it's the official product of that exactly. community. So it's again not that you're, you're it's a ad hoc thing started by someone else. It's an official product Correct. for that community. So in us, in that sense would you say so that makes you a b2b product right yeah yeah i, uh, I would w- try to put would you it say as that's what you are
0: b2b to c that that's rightly of put, course yeah.
1: yes all right so abhishek i want to get into a little bit more detail of uh, the interesting quirks a few things that you mentioned yes. but before we do that let's take a quick break uh, and come back and talk some sure. more sure sure see later Hey, welcome back, everyone. And Abhishek, uh, you know, you shared quite a bit about the origin of Kutum and obviously the kind of user base that you cater to, which is amazing. But given that you are a B2B2C and a social network, you know, what was the initial resistance from people to move? I mean, you you talked about how, how it seems obvious, you know, WhatsApp groups don't, other tools may or may not be perfect. But what was that initial uh, resistance like? Because I think that's the hardest hurdle to sort of cross for any social network, right? Of any form. So uh, what was that initial convincing? What did it take? It it took a lot. It took a lot. So I think there were basically two kind of hurdles. Number one
0: was convincing the admins or the presidents to move from WhatsApp groups to Kutu. So basically create a community for, for them on Kutu. So that was the first 10, 15 admins that I said. Second hurdle was yeah. getting their members also on Kutum. So just because a community admin would say that now we will be on Kutum, people would not maybe move. And that's where the yeah. that's where I think even Slack chase yeah. challenges because even if uh even if a tech organization wants to move from WhatsApp to Slack, it has some friction in the beginning. But once they start exactly. uh, onboarding them on Slack, and once they once the people see the UX after onboarding on Slack then is the time they stick to the platform. So I think that's what happened on Kutum as well on the hurdle 2 especially. So we basically started uh, inviting the users ourselves. So we for the first 10 organizations we used to call users especially the especially the oh. high predator users I would say. Like who can influence let's say mm-hmm. another 20 people to join. So it's like, it's like a manager in a mm-hmm. tech organization. If we can convince a manager, his team will come. So similarly, we found our managers mm-hmm. in these organizations and used to call them and convince them to be on Kutum. And that's, uh, and our pitch was literally, why don't you just come for three days? Just come for three days, be here. If you don't like it, you can definitely go back. If you like it, there is no problem. You can continue it. Plus you are also monetizing your organization on Kutum. So you have some benefits there as well so why don't you just try it so it used it took a lot of calling it took a, a lot of doing stuff what does not scale but but that basically bore some fruits for us so when when these ten organizations mm-hmm. we could see that yes now it has scaled we found a playbook that x y z and then the organization thrives on Kutu. so we then productized the whole thing that we used to do
1: what was the, what was, you know, like Facebook has this, I think, invite 15 friends and uh, you will become a sticky member. Do you have anything which you have, you're not stars which you've identified in the user journey where this means? We have seen yeah. if, so for us, Communities on Kutum
0: are very large. So there could be a million people inside a community. There could be a lakh people inside a community. There could be 10,000 people. But we have seen if a community crosses 200 members, then it does not stop. It it keeps on spreading, keeps on spreading till the whole organization is covered. So that's our magic number. Can we cross from zero to 200? And that's where we put a lot of efforts on the activation.
1: And even with the you mentioned monetization, right? You know, is that something which you focused on from day one? Like, make it worthwhile for your communities to make money. But you like a lot of them are you said also NGOs, right? I don't. I'm not sure where the how the monetization works in in those sort of cases. So, talk a little bit about the mechanics of. So for yeah, these
0: organizations, they basically uh, monetize themselves in two ways. Uh, either by membership fees. So if it's a formalized organization, like Teachers of Bihar or Panchayat, wards Achieve or Karamchari Sanghatan. Then they take a special membership fees, which is like maybe 100 rupees to 500 rupees a year. And uh, that's what they wanted to take online and make the process easy. For organizations which are non-government in nature, which is like NGO and who do not want to take membership fees, which are open and stuff like that, they take donations. So, so right. we enabled both of these functions inside our app. Like, if you want, you can take a membership fee. If you want, you can take donations. So, when we had both the mm. modules, I think we basically got more viral and more admins used to come know about us.
2: And your monetization model is a percentage on the fee, or exactly. is it okay? All right,
1: so we or or was it actually actually or was it like seat based like Slack and other? No, no, no. So we take
0: X percent on membership fees and Y percent on donations.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. really. Oh, so that means you need. Yeah, it's a transaction-based model. What? What made you build that? Because if you're saying that membership fees sometimes are basically just sort of token maintenance fees, mm-hmm. right? A lot of these organizations are just built small groups, uh, collecting money to do very, very limited. In fact, in the old days, probably it was literally for feeding the same snacks during every a general body meeting. So. What was, uh, what's the, I would say the volume that you guys are dealing with and why do you think that uh, is a, how did you hone in on that monetization model is what I'm
0: curious. Great, great. So we were very clear that uh, to monetize, we can actually try or we have two models to try. One was the B2B model where we charge X rupees a month to the community admin. And second was a B2B2C model where we take a commission on the transactions that are flowing through us. At a scale of 100,000 hmm. organizations, when we calculated the transaction, the commission on transaction model trumped uh, the the charge, the fixed charge from admin hmm. drastically. So that's where we said that maybe it does not make sense at 10,000 organizations, but when we scale to a million organizations, it it makes sense. So why, why not go via that way? So even if it is a small amount, at scale, it is, it is an outsized amount.
1: Yeah, just to get the details of that, right? I mean... Uh... It's also, you 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 make it sound so easy that, oh, hey, well, we did the math and obviously we chose one and people just agreed. But it's all not so easy, right? I mean, you can't just layer fees and expect people to think as users to believe that, oh, this is, this is uh, you know, uh, justified is what the word I was looking for. So how did, what was that? The, was there any sort of testing, uh, field testing, uh, A-B testing uh, involved in trying this out? Because... As an organization, transactions happen a lot, and even the the company knows that your users know they're paying you more versus paying you a fixed fee. So,
2: do you charge users more uh, if they are paying by a Kutum as opposed to what they were paying as normal membership fee, or is it the same fee? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same. Shame, sur- okay.
0: But the number of members paying has huh. at least doubled for organizations. So, if you take a random okay. sample of of fifty organizations out of twenty thousand. And you ask them why why do you pay commission to Kutum, they would say that when I was collecting it on phone pay or Google Pay, it the collection hmm. was X, now it is at least two X. Right. So even if I ah. if I pay ten percent or five percent commission or twenty percent commission, all, it's nothing uh, Right. but be- beneficial for me to pay to put them.
2: Okay. Uh, and, and I'm guessing that that is part of the thing here as well, right? That, I mean, like you are able to capture more, uh, especially for the paid organizations. It, it's probably less admin headache and all of that to kind of collect payments as opposed to like, you know, getting a whole bunch of different like 103 rupee checks or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Although all the checks has been removed, uh, it has been replaced by UPIs, but still the maintaining UPI is a problem, who has paid, who has not paid, and then keeping a recurring subscription, Mm -hmm. that's also a problem. So that's what Photom uses
1: for them. Right. What you're describing is like a very large fintech component to mm-hmm. your uh, platform now that I'm... <laughs> no, <it's>, I, <laughs> I, I think it will be
0: easier to raise series B now.
2: <laughs> we're, social, we're social fintech. There yeah, you go. that looks good. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask, uh, are there other uh, things that you're looking at from a monetization perspective or is this the model that you want to kind of kind of say as this is what we're doing for the time being? Or are you looking there, at other things as well?
0: There are there are many things that admins are asking us. So for example, they're asking us for ad spaces. They're asking us, some admins are asking mm-hmm. us to do e-commerce inside their communities. Some admins are asking us for matrimony, some admins are asking us for job related services and stuff like that. So there would be different modules. These would be monetization modules. But what I have what I have learned from social networks or reading about social networks is the way social networks work is for, by first creating a large network. Uh, so if we if we just stop at whatever we are at right now, it will be difficult to sustain at that. I think it will maybe go down and die. Uh, to even sustain, mm-hmm. we have to build uh, at least a hundred million people network here on Kotom, and to do that, the Prime focus is on growth and engagement rather than on monetization. So once that happens, we can introduce multiple modules that admins are asking us to.
2: Okay, I have a question. It's going to sound very off the wall to you in some ways, but so based on what you're describing as the long-term future in terms of monetization, right? A bunch of different modules that can be connected into different communities based on what those communities are. Does that mean that you're looking at this as platform more than just social in some sense as well? Will you be having external developers come and kind of connect into Kutum? Is that something that's on the cards? Or or do you see this as a product being driven entirely internally? That's that's
0: the That's the part which is most exciting to me, in fact. So can we... Can we build something like Shopify, where external developers can build these modules? Mm. And these modules that I can think may be limited in number. It can be like, let's say you can do buy and sell, you can do maybe job services and stuff like that. But but I think maybe there are other developers who can take 10,000 more things on top of that. So if we can basically ship just the infra where others can build modules, that would be amazing for for Koto. Yeah.
1: This this is when the evaluation went up when we changed the pitch to this.
0: I, I so think just the fintech part that's,
1: was that's what. This is the fintech part was enough. Was enough. <laughs> this is this is the reason for that. Twenty four hours or else you will miss this opportunity. From this is the reason. That's saying, light bulb moment has happened. But uh, you know, Abhishek jokes apart, uh, you guys, you mentioned early on that there was there's so much iteration that you did and you discovered these things as you went along. A country like ours is there is infinite diversity and from what I'm hearing, infinite feature Correct. requests also, right? Because everyone wants everything. Once they sort of latch onto a platform, they keep people keep asking you for more and more and more. Quite the opposite. Just to build on what you what you ended up disrupting was WhatsApp, right? WhatsApp in a way was WhatsApp literally built zero features and yet grew to. What it, what it was today. Uh, you're doing an unbundling or a, I don't know, bundling of WhatsApp. I don't know what the right uh, methodology to uh, uh, speak about this is, but you're f- taking one of those aspects and you're building further on it and you're continuing down this path. So where, where do you see, what is this, what is like a back to the addressable market question, right? Is it still going to remain for, let's say, these organized communities long term? I'm sure your 100 million number will be met by then. What is the big audacious goal which you see for your platform?
0: If I see now and just retrospect something, why why did Kutum work? So I think what WhatsApp is allowing to do perfectly is manage small groups. Like if I have a group size of 25 people, 50 people, it works perfectly fine. I don't think I need any other feature on top of WhatsApp which is already there. The problem happens when group size increases drastically. So if there are 2,000 people, 5,000 people, 10,000 people, WhatsApp is a substandard medium to basically create your group on.
1: Can I can I also add Facebook groups in the mix? Because before WhatsApp, it was actually Facebook. Groups, so Facebook. Which I don't know, I don't know if people resonate mm-hmm. with that in India, maybe. No, or was to just but
2: I mean, I, was it Yahoo just groups that, right? too. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like that's the genesis of yeah. this, right, in some Yahoo ways. Yeah. Right, right. So the
0: problem with Facebook groups, it it again took us six, seven months to internalize this. The problem with Facebook groups is Facebook is a platform for connecting with friends. And on top of that, they have put news and super viral entertainment content. Now, when a user goes into the group, first of all, the friction is there. Like I have to switch a tab, go into the group, etc. Second, uh, when I go into the group, another user from the group can basically see my profile, which I don't want. It becomes difficult. Mm. And even if Facebook introduces a feature where someone else cannot see your profile inside a group, the insecurity is there. What if he sees my profile? What if he sees what I'm doing personally? So just because of that, it took at least 200, 300 calls to figure out why is it not working? Like no admin literally said us that we have a Facebook group. And we used to ask him, why don't you create a Facebook group? Why do you want to manage on multiple WhatsApp groups? And they, they used to say these reasons, but uh, we, we used to think it is just a surface level. We have to think in depth. But it took us time to internalize this, that mm. this is a major problem with Facebook groups. And that is why platforms like Reddit and Discord are coming up, uh, especially in US and other parts of the continent. But, uh, but I think uh, the major vision that I have can we make Kutum a default community platform for large groups? So if if anyone anywhere wants to create a community of of greater than thousand people, I think he should first choose Kutum over or anything else.
1: That's a nice. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and community, not again. You're not. You're saying distinctly from let's say the Slack. Like, you don't want to sell to companies. Correct. No. Where it's employee-company relationship, that's not the relationship right. you want. This uh, the community piece, where everyone has a voice and everyone has a sort of in, independent identity and a loose sort of connection with the audience. Absolutely, absolutely, perfectly described. Very cool, Zabishik. So, uh, you know, as closing thoughts, you know, you guys are obviously a super technical team. Uh, you guys are building a social network. It's not like te- technically, there's a lot under the hood to manage a lot of data a lot of uh, i'm sure there's some secret sauce around you make it how your product has shaped up uh, what do you want to do a shout out to you know your journey ahead and why people uh, might want to collaborate with you join you uh, obviously give us your uh, uh, let's say a twitter handle or where linkedin wherever you are uh, available for people who are listening to this in case they want to reach out sure
0: absolutely uh, yeah. so uh, we are very lucky to be on on a growth curve um, I think what we have done till date is a of the growth that we can do. Idea is to grow from these 15 million users to 100 million users in the next phase. And we are looking out for literally the best talent out there. Our team is very small right now. It's about 12, 13 people. And it's going to be small given that it's a social network that we are trying to build. Um, and that's why we can we can leverage and we have this leverage to basically just hire the best talent that we can find out there in the country. So across product, design, tech, support, if anyone believes in communities, if anyone believes in building social networks from India for the world, definitely you can reach out to me on Twitter as well as LinkedIn. You can search Abhishek Esriwal
2: Kutum on both the platforms and you would get it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, also, I'll just quickly remind everybody that please, we really do appreciate rate, ratings, reviews, anything, any kind of feedback, or you know, write back to Shilithi or me on Twitter as well. We can try. We we can engage with you there. But yeah, just interact with the podcast. Right. We really appreciate that. And we used to have a Slack group. I wonder if we should have a Kutu group instead of our users. (laughs) Sure, sure.
1: Let's give it a try. Of our listeners. (laughs) Let's give it a try. (laughs) We're not a registered organization, but... uh, We can try to open, yeah. But Amit, that's a sign for us to... uh, If you're listening to this, write to Amit saying if you want the Slack group back. Uh, Uh, Yeah, to talk we can, about we can IBM and <laughs> the Shunyuan. We can
2: figure that out for sure. We have the Shunyuan Slack group, which we can kind of get activated. It's just that it died. Nobody was really active on it. We never got to our 200 people that Abhishek is talking about. We never got there. Exactly. Yeah, we, we need think, that for the I think that's the
1: magic number yeah. we have to figure out. <laughs>
2: great. Awesome. Yeah. Abhishek, uh,
1: thank you so much. This was uh, you know, great to hear your journey and the story of Kutum. Uh, well, Like you said, there's so much more to go but it's amazing uh that you guys have you know uh, done so much to build in this one's direction and found so much success so kudos to you the whole team we are obviously all going to wait to see where uh, you all take this next and uh yeah this is uh, uh, good to reconnect again Sure. so thank you so <laughs> thanks. much thanks Sheila thanks ditya thanks so much
0: bringing me out here and thank you thanks so, so much for yeah thank you